Hello, my beautiful mamas, and welcome to the Mama Load. I'm Kiki. I am a mama four. This is going to be season two. I actually never knew when I would do like seasons or anything like that. And then I've had a break from recording just because I didn't actually feel super inspired to record anything. And I was like, there's heaps for people to listen to. I don't need to do anything new until I feel inspired to. But now I'm like, oh, this is season two. Like this is a new chapter of my life and I will share the new chapter of my life with you guys. So welcome. Uh, This is a little bit about our move to Bali, some updates with where we're at and some thoughts on motherhood, traveling, all the things as I have a chat to my besties. Love you. And if you love this, please leave a review somewhere or share it on your stories or something like that. All right, let's get started. Uh, I started to record and my husband came in and needed to use the bathroom and we all know what that involves. So whilst I'm not sitting in the bathroom, uh, it is right next to me. (laughs) Charming, charming, charming men. Anyway, if you don't already know, I packed up my family 10 weeks ago and me and my husband packed up our four kids left nothing behind besides a suitcase of winter jumpers (laughs) that my mum has to bring over and some sheets for me. Uh, We moved to Bali and we're we're still kind of like traveling around. I mean, the original plan was to do different places every week. And then by about week five, we could really see that like the family was we were faltering, like we were struggling uh, with having to pack up every every seven days. It's a big task, especially with how much stuff we had brought. You know, if you were just going traveling for eight weeks and then going home, you would not have the volume of stuff that we have. So uh, it was just getting stressful and overwhelming. And so then kind of from week five, we've had longer term accommodation, just getting longer and longer. Today, we're at the moment, we're in a monthly stay. Uh, we're about to make an offer for a yearly place, but that probably won't start for another month or two. So we'll have to organize accommodation until then. So <clears throat> it's been a wild ride. But has it actually been hard? No. The actual thing itself, you know, this probably isn't so much of a self-help podcast today. It is more so just like a story of what I've learned over the last few months. And that is that I don't find extreme change particularly difficult or particularly stressful or overwhelming. Like I'm not someone who, and I was, I was for many, many years, like I never... I never would have been able to do this five years ago. But for myself now, you know, I don't stay awake and worry at nighttime. I don't uh, get super overwhelmed with tasks, but there is a lot of differences to work out. When, and that's not going to be just about living in Bali. That's going to be about whenever you move anywhere, you are going to be faced with different challenges. And that could go from moving from the city to the country, 
you know, it's like when you move jobs. Uh, I can remember even when I just moved offices. So I was like in one office and then I moved to one 30 minutes away and it took me like three months to even work out how to use the photocopier. I had to get one of my colleagues to help me with the photocopier for ages, but lots of other things worked exactly the same. So it's really just, it's the unexpected things that you didn't know how to work out that take a lot of time. But nothing has caused me a lot of stress or a lot of overwhelm or a lot of fear. The fascinating thing is the influx of other people's fears about this particular space, which is interesting because Australians are the predominant tourists in Bali, but the conversations I have on the internet are mostly related to people's fears around Bali. And so it is a complex process to understand why people would come on holidays here if they're genuinely afraid of it. Because I, I just feel that if the space is so frightening to you, why would you come here? <laughs> I, I don't fully get that. Um, there isn't anything here that I'm particularly afraid of, but there is a lot that other people are afraid of. Um, I don't feel that it's any, when we look at resources, I think everyone looks at them in terms of like hospitals, roads, schools, things like that. They're not the resources that I'm necessarily looking for because we didn't utilize a lot of those resources back home. We didn't have to use them. Uh, My kids don't get sick very often. If they did, they just needed a general doctor. And that has been the same here. We have been sick and we have just needed a general doctor and it's been very simple process. I have been hospitalized here uh, 10 years ago and has one of my kids. Again, whilst not lovely, the process was relatively simple. I felt very well taken care of and I feel that the medical system here is 100 times better than it was even then. And so I feel even more comfortable with it all now. And I think it, you know, when you need medical help, to me, it seems more accessible than Australia. That's a kind of wild thought that maybe people wouldn't understand. Every street has a pharmacy within a couple of hundred meters. You can buy most medications so much easier than Australia. And there's medical centers, I feel like, Every 500 metres or so has a medical centre, which are readily available. And access to a GP in Australia, like even my regular GP, I would normally have to wait two weeks to get into. So it is, I mean, whilst it operates completely differently, I... I think there's some obscure belief systems around it uh, because things look different or they feel different, uh, but they could, like the way that I see it is that it operates better. Uh, it's more suited to my lifestyle. I can always get someone to come to my home for pretty much anything. There's like nothing I haven't been able to get to my home uh, and the resources around that are very easy and very simple. So if I want someone to take my laundry somewhere, I can just book it on an app very easily. If I want someone to uh, 
uh, come and cook for me. You just ask someone and then, then someone will come and cook for you. Uh, food, you can just send them a WhatsApp message with your entire grocery list and they will deliver the food for you. <laughs> it's just a, such a... You know, if at nine o'clock at night back home, I realized I needed fly spray. Uh, so usually I'll spray the kids' rooms before they go to sleep at night so they don't get eaten by mozzies because most houses here aren't sealed in the way that Australian houses are sealed. Uh, and the other night I realized I had none at nine o'clock and my little boy had been bitten like five times on the face. So he was already looking a bit hammered. Uh, and I was like, I'd really like to spray their rooms. And I just click an app and it comes to me. Whereas at home, you would have to wait until Coles opens or you'd have to do Coles online delivery. And they probably don't do that after 9 p.m. You know, it's probably possible, but it would cost you like 10 or $15 for it to come. And it, it's, it's just more hassle. Uh, whereas here, I do find everything feels so accessible and available. But in, in the stark con contrast, like I don't have a car, I have a scooter. It's been pouring with rain for a few days and it's much harder to go out. So there's things that seem easier. There's things that seem harder. There's things that seem different. But I think the largest problem for most people trying to come to this space is that they're constantly making the comparison. And it's, so it's the same if you go to a new job or anything like that and you're constantly making, oh, like what was better about my old office? It's going to be really hard to enjoy the new office. It's like if you holiday quite frequently, if you holiday every three to six months overseas, it's almost impossible not to compare those holidays to the other places you have been. So we've been to Thailand and we've been to Bali and we make these comparisons, but they're only based on your experiences at that time. You could go to the same place another time and it'd be completely different, right? So my experience has been one of like, I found it very amazing. I found it incredibly beautiful. I haven't felt cold for many months, which makes me a generally happier person. I'm not someone who loves the cold. My kids have really adjusted very beautifully. They are very happy. They feel loved and supported. And I can see that because they're growing and they're doing all their things. Um, we probably haven't socially integrated heaps just yet. It's always something that people ask me, but it's so kind of odd because... We're always around people anyway. We've met a handful of people. Uh, the kids are just starting to tap into some activities. Uh, but it is summer break here. So lots of the people who live here will have gone home for the summer. Uh, lots of people go back to Europe or Australia for the summer. Not their summer, the opposite way around. But, you know, and... So it's, pro it's not the optimum time for kids to be doing activities and getting to know people and things like that. Uh, so in the next few weeks, as we move into our own place and we're a bit more settled, I think that that will come really easily. Um, trying to think of all the things that I can update you guys on that's kind of different. I feel like my life operates so differently. <laughs> You know, I can have, so in the house we're in currently, we have two housekeepers that 
kind of come with the house and they know how the house operates because it is a very large house. So it's not, I'm not sure if you'd say it's standard to have two housekeepers. Um, we possibly would. And so they come and do the beds and the bathrooms and the cleaning. Uh, today they're making us a lunch. They don't always do that just when I ask them to. They just cook local style food. We, we have eaten a lot of takeaway for many, many months and my kids are over it. I'm perfectly fine with it. I could keep going that way for a long, long time. Uh, I actually feel like I don't enjoy cooking at all anymore, which if you're my friend, you would be horrified by <laughs> because I had cooked everything for such a long time. You know, it was only this time last year that I was still baking our bread every day and literally making every single thing. One thing that I can appreciate about myself, and in some ways I feel like it's it's why I'm able to teach and support and love thy fellow mother, is that I'm able to release parts of myself that I've been fully embodied in and not get tripped up or stuck by it. I can evolve through change relatively easily. Uh, I would say that now that's probably one of my best skills. And I can go from being an organic eater. <laughs> I can be a vegan. I can, you know, I can be a carnivore. I can kind of swing around into anything that feels good and right. And I actually want to encourage you so I would encourage you, sorry, that was just a slight interruption for all of my children to need something instantly, as usual. <laughs> uh, if you are dogmatic on something, if you have something you cannot seem to stop being, it's probably the work that you need to focus on now. If you've got something that you feel like you cannot release and it's holding you stuck, it could be your kids' goddamn lunchboxes. You know they're big enough and old enough to pack their own and you're still doing it for them. That's the work there. And when you start taking momentous action on all of those things, like people are like, how did you move overseas? And I'm like, it's becoming fluid. It's becoming like, okay, like I realized that that thing was my purpose and my drive and my belief system for that period of time, but I can let that go today and be a whole new human tomorrow. Like I literally am a breath away from being something different. Uh, so that's, that's the work. Like how do you get to somewhere where you can move or you can pack it all up and go somewhere and do something different? How do you stop living the current life that you're living through being, I mean, that's the purpose of like what people think meditation and stuff is about is to bring forth consciousness because most of what you're doing is just unconscious. And so you're wanting to bring forth more consciousness. And people believe that, you know, there's some theories that like, you know, people that meditate for an hour and people that ice bath and all those things make people more conscious. You know, <clears throat> that's their truth and their belief systems. I don't believe you have to have those things to be conscious. Uh, those things can love and support you in your journey if you feel called that way, but they're not the journey, right? Because the journey 
is you shifting and evolving yourself. I think if I was to end this podcast with anything, I've told you some of my stories and things that I've learned over moving, but if I was to talk to you about anything that I would love for you to do right now, and that is release something. Let something go. I've noticed, especially in showing people that we moved, that a lot of women are trapped in the dogma of motherhood. And if you weren't seeing any of those Instagram memes or TikToks or anything about how hard motherhood is, would you truly say that that is the way it is? Or is it just because you've heard the collective narrative for such a long time? So let's make a new story, make a new song, a song that feels good to all of us and a new journey. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Love you.